Legal Industry Predictions for 2020, Episode 55. Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Profit with Law. I am your host, Moshe Amsel, and I am excited for this episode because I get to um, tell you my predictions for 2020, which I could be completely wrong, but at the same time, I can find out uh, a year from now that I was right on the money, which is kind of cool. So decided to play this game and have this episode. But more importantly, I, I think that my predictions are based off of what I'm seeing in the industry. And it should be, the information should be useful to you because these are all positive things. And if you pay attention to them, you pay attention to what I'm saying, it could positively impact your business in 2020 by getting ahead of the momentum and getting ahead of the the pendulum swing and, and where things are going. So I'm going to jump in and talk about this very shortly. But before I do so, this is the last podcast episode before Actually, I'm not sure if it's the last podcast episode, but it is the last scheduled podcast episode before the Law Firm Growth Summit goes live. So the Law Firm Growth Summit, if you haven't been listening to this podcast and this is your first episode, uh, or even if you have, I'll just remind you, we have a virtual conference, virtual summit that's taking place on Monday, December 16th through Friday, December 20th. There's actually a welcome party on Sunday night, December 15th. And at the welcome party, we're going to be doing a bunch of giveaways. We're going to be introducing you to all the speakers. There are 31 speakers for the summit, by the way. Um, and these are these are not just uh, people that we picked up at the line in Walmart. Uh, these are industry influencers, people who are on stages right now, who have podcasts, who have coaching businesses, who are in the trenches of the business of running a law firm. Uh, we have marketing company CEOs and talent company CEOs. I, I, there's, there's the, it runs the gamut. And I'm really, really proud of the speaker lineup that we have. So if you have not registered yet, registration is absolutely free. There is no reason not to register, even if it means you're only going to attend one session or two sessions. Handpick the ones that make sense for you and get your free ticket today. Lawfirmgrowthsummit.com. Lawfirmgrowthsummit.com. I'd love to see you inside. We also have a really hopping Facebook group. So join hundreds of other law firm owners in that Facebook group and start to uh, meet some some pairs that you might not have met otherwise and, and see if there's something there for you, a new community that you can be associated with. So 
I'm going to move away from talking about the summit. We'll jump back to my 2020 predictions, and we're going to jump straight into marketing. Now, my prediction for marketing is as follows. I believe that law firm owners are going to wise up to the SEO game and recognize that SEO is a game that can only be won by one. You can only one person or company can be the top search result in Google. Now, there's a lot of other search ramifications. Uh, I do think that figuring out how to get your firm into the map pad, which is when you search for an establishment, mostly let's say you search for cleaners nearby, Google will show in the top of the of the results, it'll show a picture of a map and it'll show you one, two, three, the top three cleaners that near you and the same thing with law firms so if somebody searches for an estate planning attorney near me google is going to present um, three law firms and they might not even be doing estate planning but it'll, it'll say this is a law office and the website mentions estate planning um, so we're going to see a lot of a lot of work in trying to get people into that top result in the map pad. That is going to be more likely to get results and to bear fruit for you than SEO in in the real sense, which is showing up as as a search result. Now, we might see an increase in pay-per-click advertising in order to compensate for going away from SEO in order to make you be able to stand out and show up at the top of the feed. However, what I think is really going to happen is I think that firm owners are going to embrace the fact that they have to be producers of content in order to create an audience. And that creating an audience is where the future of business is going to come from. And we're going to see a lot of firm owners start to embrace the creation of content in many different mediums. I think that podcasting is going to become a big thing. I think that YouTube channels is going to become a big thing. I think that getting active on social media also is going to be big. Uh, I think we're going to find more more, more and more law firm owners getting active on Instagram. Uh, WhatsApp, I think, is going to also uh, become a a key player in the field. I think WhatsApp might be a little bit further down the road. We might not see that really rise up until 2021, but I do think it's on the horizon. So I do think that the way that we market the firm today is likely going to look different uh, by the end of next year. Uh, I do think that there's also going to be a resurrection of networking and personal relationships. But I think it's going to move away from the old way of networking by going to breakfast and meetings uh, a couple of times a month and shaking hands with a bunch of people who only a select few make sense to you. And I think that we're going to see a more strategic networking happening online. I think that LinkedIn is going to become a big platform for this. It already is, but I think that it's going to become more prevalent in the law firm community. So um, I do think that that, that we're going to see that happen. I also think that we're going to see an influx of experts and coaches in the industry. I think that 
there we were already seeing a lot of people emerge as an expert. Um, there's there's one person I saw that just started their law firm. Now they have they they've been a lawyer for a long time, and you know they finally just started their own practice. And simultaneously to starting their own practice, they started a coaching business to help other law firm owners grow their practice. So you know. I, I don't know what the qualifications of that person is, and it could be that they are very well qualified to help law firm owners with what they do. But I do think that we're going to see more and more people calling themselves experts, uh, just setting up shop and selling services to firm owners. So uh, this is not a um, me saying whether it's good, bad, or or anything else. But up until now, the biggest thing that law firm owners have been hounded by uh, and marketed to was by marketers. As a matter of fact, I am in that camp of coaches and experts. And when I was doing my LinkedIn outreach, there was, at the beginning, there was a lot of people who replied back saying, you marketers hang, <laughs> you marketers hound me all day. Leave, leave, us, leave us lawyers alone. In so, in so many words, I received that message multiple times, so much so that I changed my approach in how I reach out to people on LinkedIn. And now in my initial message reaching out to them, I say, I'm not a marketer, so that they know that I'm not a marketer. But I do think that coaches and, and experts who are in the field of helping uh, law firm owners grow are going to find a more difficult time getting clients because I think that law firm owners are going to start to become, they're going to start to become uh, savvy and aware of the fact that this is out there and they're going to spend more time figuring out who they, who they have an affinity to, who they like, who they trust, and, uh, and spend more time doing their due diligence. Now, that is also a good thing because it means that coaches and experts are going to have to do a better job on the front end with what they put out into the world as their free material. So you're going to find an increasing amount of free material out there. I've already been seeing this happen in the podcasting arena because I have a podcast. Um, there's more and more uh, podcasts launching every day. Uh, every day I am finding more podcasts in the law firm growth, uh, law firm business space. And uh, this is this is very interesting that it's it's picking up speed like this, and I think that we're going to see that accelerate even further in 2020. Now, another thing that I think that we're going to see is we're going to see law firm owners start to get really, really smart, and we're going to see many law firms transition away from the billable hour model and embrace different business models aside for the billable hour model. I think that we're going to see a ton of flat fee pricing and incremental pricing stages show up in 2020. I think that uh, a lot of firms are going to 
enter additional spaces for revenue, like courses and DIY products for their clients. And I'll talk about each of these in depth in just a moment. Um, And also subscription products and services. So um, I think that law firm owners are going to wise up to the fact that the billable our model is is really not efficient. It's really not a way to be able to to grow the firm. I mean, let's put it this way: like if you if you have a waiter service, right, uh, and and you go to caterers and and you provide waiters to their events to be the wait staff. You pay your waiters twenty five dollars an hour. You charge the event staff, the, you know, the the caterer fifty dollars an hour, uh, and you make the spread on the hourly rate of the waiters. That's an easy concept for you to understand, right? So there's no way to grow that business other than raising the hourly rate or paying the waiters less per hour, or having more hours and therefore more waiters on your staff. So the entire that entire business model is is based on increasing headcount in order to be successful. And this is what the billable hour in the law firm model does. So if you want to say take home four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year and you don't want to be an active producer in the firm, then you need to have a high volume of attorneys underneath you. You need to have four or five attorneys at least working beneath you to be able to make that little bit off of each one after the overhead and take that home and produce that income that you're looking for. So the only way to win in that game is to hire more people, which increases the risk in the business as well because if you have people hired and then the work doesn't come in, then you are in trouble uh, because you've got to make payroll and you might not have the revenue coming in. So that whole business model is broken. And I think that law firm owners are going to start to listen to the information that's out there. They're going to start to recognize that there are other options and they're going to start to implement these other options. And this is really exciting to me because this is what I want for the industry. I, I want to see law firm owners succeed in a big way, not not just bringing in more clients, not just increasing their caseload. I want to see them succeed in being able to live the life that they want. Uh, I want to see them succeed in a way that they can you know, build wealth for themselves and for their next generation. Uh, I'll remind you that our mission statement here is to empower all people with wealth creation so that this and future generations can lead a better life. And I did a whole podcast episode explaining where that came from and the backstory, you know, with my grandfather coming from Nazi Germany. Uh, I'm not going to go into that story now, but I'm very passionate about helping law firm owners build their firm in in a way that it creates a life worth living, that it creates the the world around them, that this, the epicenter is not the firm. The epicenter is the other important things in their life. And the firm is just one of the tools that helps them get there. Unless the firm is is your life. Like if that's, if it's carrying a torch, if you're trying to change 
the world in a certain way with your firm, that's a different story. Then it's not just a tool to produce money. But that's uh, a tangent that is not really relevant to today's discussion. We can go into that on another day. But what I am going to go back to right now is that as we move away from the billable hour model, I do see um, three different types of pricing structures really um, taking place. The, the first one, the, the flat fee model, I think that that's going to be the most prevalent. I think that's the easiest one for people to wrap their heads around. But I think that the, the savvy firm owners are going to start to recognize that there is, number one, money being left on the table. One of the speakers in our summit is Joey Vitale. And Joey uh, is doing a session on... Uh, adding uh, uh, course creation and course sales into your product mix. And he's doing this very well at his law firm. He's a patent and trademark attorney. And he has a course that he created and he sells the course. So let's, so let's say it costs $1,500 to file for a trademark with him. Well, he sells the course for 500 bucks. And I'm just giving an example. I don't know what his exact prices are. Uh, so he sells his course for a third of the price of, of the done-for-you service. And somebody who wants to save money or is cash-strapped and you know they, they're looking to get this trademark done, but they're not looking for the full-blown services, they'll buy the course. And the nice thing is, is that once you create the course, the, you don't need to create it again. It's just there. It's, you know, the, that's... 500 bucks that every time that he sells it, there is almost no effort that goes into it at all. And $1,500 requires all that effort to do the, do the work for the client. So it, it almost is, you know, if you embrace this, if you embrace this idea, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, well, we don't want to, we don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot. We don't want to take away our livelihood. But the reality is, is you're not taking away your livelihood because somebody who wants you to do it for them is not going to be interested in your DIY product. And somebody who's interested in your DIY product very likely may not have engaged you for the full services. They probably would have looked for the cheapest option on the block and they would have ended up with subpar results. So now they're going to be in a better position because they're getting education from you, because they're going to follow the, your steps and they're going to do it right. And at the same time, they're saving money and you're making money, right? It's not how much did you make, it's how much effort did you put in to make that money. So I think that courses are going to become a staple of the law firm industry. I think it might take more time than just this upcoming year. So that's why I think that the first thing that's going to be embraced is the flat fee. And then the next thing that's going to be embraced is, is, is courses and digital products for DIY, for do-it-yourself uh, clients. And that probably will become more mainstream and 2021, 2022. I think it's going to take a you know one to three years for that to really uh, uh, take take hold. And then the last thing, and this is probably the furthest out of them all, is a subscription services subscription model. Uh, the idea of a subscription model is that all of all of the other models uh, spoken about until now are one-time deals, right? So you sell somebody a course, they do it themselves, they're com they complete it. There's no reason for them to do business with you again. You uh, you retain a client, you do the work for them at a flat fee, 
When you're done, there's no reason for them to do work with you again unless they have another instance. So if you're a real estate attorney until their next real estate deal, they don't have any reason to do business with you. Uh, you know, if you're an estate planning attorney, um, unless they have a major change in their, uh, you know, in their, in their financial life, you have no, uh, you have no further business dealings with them. So this, this is a problem with the business model because you're constantly investing in bringing in new new clients, new business, because every time you bring in a new client, you do the work, that's, that, that work is done. So all that marketing effort to get them in, all the sales work required to get them in is now a uh, wasted effort essentially because it's used up. Subscription model allows you to have a recurring revenue relationship with the client. Typically, subscription models are much lower priced than the others, but at the same time, you might have a client for many years. You know, I ask you to, to look at some of the subscriptions you pay for, for example, your cable TV or your newspaper. Um, now, I'm specifically re going to refer to non-essential services, so I'm not going to talk about water and electricity, um, but the things that are optional in your life that you might subscribe to, and then look at how long you've been a subscriber. How long, cell phone's a bad example because I don't want to use essential services, and I think cell phone is quickly getting there. Um, you know, But let's say newspaper delivery. How long have you had the newspaper being delivered to your house? How much do you think about the you know 10 bucks a month or, or whatever it is that, that you're paying for it? Uh, good, another good example is Netflix, right? Uh, it used to be eight, seven, eight, nine dollars a month. Now they're up to eleven, twelve. I have no idea because I don't have Netflix. But um, twelve dollars a month at over a year is one hundred and forty-four dollars a year. You have that for ten years. Suddenly they got fourteen hundred bucks from you for 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 just allowing you the ability to watch movies on their network. So the subscription model. Obviously, you're not going to be doing anything at twelve dollars a month, but the subscription model essentially is where you find a way to provide value on an ongoing basis or the op option for value on an ongoing basis where your client then pays you this money every month to have that potential or have that possibility. Uh, we can dedicate one or more episodes towards subscription models and, and what they might look like for a law firm. Uh, but I do think that we're going to start to see firm owners wise up to the fact that this is something that's necessary in the business if you want to have sustainability, uh, be able to grow, be able to stay competitive in the marketplace. So I do think that we're going to see this start to take hold as well. But I don't think it's going to accelerate nearly as much as the other two. And I think that this is going to be more of a late bloomer next year or the year after. So those are my predictions for 2020. And um, I hope that they were helpful for you. I hope that they were insightful. Uh, and I hope that they got you thinking uh, about what you might be considering doing in your firm in the upcoming year regarding any of these. So uh, if you want more information, there's definitely a number of sessions that are relevant to everything I just shared in the upcoming Law Firm Growth Summit. If you haven't yet registered, registration is free. Go to lawfirmgrowthsummit.com. And I really look forward to seeing you there and seeing you in 
the Facebook group. I'd love to know who my listeners are. Uh, so if you're a listener, make sure to shout out in the Facebook group. Let me know that you're a listener. Um, and I'd love to be able to interact with you there and talk about the show. So uh, once again, lawfirmgrowthsummit.com. And um, I'm getting excited for 2020. This is going to be an awesome year. It's going to be an awesome year for me here. It's going to be an awesome year for you. And um, anything that I can do to help make that happen, uh, I would love to. So uh, looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And make sure to say hi in the Law Firm Growth Summit Facebook community. I will see you soon. Take care. Have you been enjoying the show? We sure hope so. To make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button in your podcast player app. Next week, we will be back with more valuable resources and ideas on how to break the mold and take your law firm to the next level.